they say, exercise stimulates the old melon, so... The faster I run, the faster my genius ideas will come. <laughs> Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And are you ready for the history of Uranus? I tried. I didn't want to do it. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. I just it's I it's right there in the title of the episode, and I couldn't not do it. You didn't try that hard. This week, we are going to be watching episode 106 of Sailor Moon. It has the title, The Bond of Destiny, Uranus's Distant Past. Uh, we're finally going to get kind kind of an origin story for Neptune and Uranus? Sort of? For half of them? Kind of. Like, not kind of, but not really? Yeah. Sort of. Not Not entirely. Yeah, but it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I think this this episode is a lot of fun. Chibiusa still missing in action. This time with no explanation. Zero. But to help us muddle through all this, we have a very special guest rejoining us, an old friend, back again, Artley King Vasquez. Artley, welcome back to the show. I cannot believe you made a Uranus joke in the year of our Lord, 2017. I am so you've disappointed heard, in you right now. You've heard the show before. You can absolutely believe I did that. I mean, I can, but God bless America. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aww. nice to be back, even after the Uranus joke. <laughs> C- come, in, come into the show swinging. That's what I like. Oh, yeah, I almost came in swinging, all right. <laughs> Artley, you've been on the show a couple times before. Uh, you were obviously here last week. You were with us in uh, episode 73, uh, the first appearance of Esmeralda and the 10-foot stack of pancakes. So we know all about your history with Sailor Moon. You've talked to us about some of their stuff. Do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? Uh, so I do. Um, my husband for Christmas surprised me with the uh, Black Lady figure art statue, and I oh. love it. Oh my God, it's amazing. I haven't taken it out the box yet because I, uh, I we're waiting to get a, a better shelf. But she's definitely going next to my uh, Chibi Moon figure. It is the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I gotta admit. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the statue. I gotta look this up real quick. Uh, oh yeah, I, I've seen the figure, and I really do like. If I buy one more, I know I'm gonna buy all of them. Like, and I don't <laughs> want to buy all of them because I've got. I, I've got the inner senshi. Yeah. I don't have Tuxedo Mask. I don't have Chibiusa. I don't mm-hmm. have any of the outer senshi. I don't have Sailor V. Uh-huh. I see them at cons. And I'm like, if I buy one more, you can you can stop at the inner senshi if that's all you have. If I buy one more, I, I have to get them all. And that's that's like a $400 commitment. It's, it's kind of funny you mention that because I actually have – I have regular Sailor Moon. I have Super Sailor Moon. I have Chibi Moon. I have my uh, my Black Lady – and I also have the outer senshi, but I don't have the inner senshi, which is weird because I thought I would have all of them. But 
it turns out I prefer to have the outer sensi versus the inner sensi, and I refuse to get tuxedo mask. I'm sorry, I don't want him. Oh, well, I've got that one. I can do without him. He's he's not necessary. Black Lady is so tempting though, because she comes with the badminton racket and the shuttlecock. Yeah. So weird. Right. So weird. I love her. I love her so much. And the interchangeable faces are adorable. Oh, why could like why couldn't Black Lady have come back as as Chibiusa? Like she's like, yeah, what's up, mom? I'm I'm twenty now. <laughs> Time uh, travel's weird. I'm here to learn how to be a sailor scout. Right. Exactly. <laughs> come come back as a fourteen year old Chibiusa as opposed to a, an eight year old Chibiusa. Someone did mention that um they thought that when. Chibiusa comes back, she is older than her original appearances. Like she's Yeah. Someone mentioned that she's supposed to be like ten now instead of yeah. being five. It's true. Is, is it is that how it's supposed to work? Because I honestly do not know. So technically she is a little bit older. Um where she's not like drawn as this five year old now. She is given some height. She is given uh more, I guess mature storylines but she's not the five-year-old that she was back in Moon r i think when she when she got her powers is when she kind of grew up a little bit but again this is manga canon versus older versus uh, cartoon canon so i think that's what they were trying to do when they aged her back up and that's when they sent her back but she is supposed to be a little bit older interesting interesting well, uh, I'm sure we will have a lot to learn about Chibiusa if she is ever in the show again. <laughs> yeah, probably never will be. Or they can just keep her out for a couple more episodes and then bring her back. No, why not? Why, yeah. why not just bring her back and then not have her show up at all? There you go. Love it. Like I said, if people want to hear your history of Sailor Moon, they can check into some of our older episodes. Uh, before we get into the show, a little bit of Sailor Business business. I've been trying to do a better job of, of letting everybody know about conventions that I'm going to be appearing at. Uh, last weekend, as you're hearing this, I was at uh, NC Comic Con Oak City in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, this coming weekend, I'll be at SC Comic Con in Greenville, South Carolina. So if uh, you are in the Greenville area or want to make the drive up, uh, SC Comic Con is always a really fun show. Uh, and I would love to see anybody who's a Sailor Business or Xena Business fan uh, there. Uh, you can find my whole convention schedule up through June at the Patreon page, and we'll be talking about that a little later in the show. Uh, Jordan, do we have any more uh, Sailor Business business? I don't think so. No, I guess we should just get right to the episode. Yeah, that's weird. That's quick. You're like, here you go, Jake. We're, we're going through it. <laughs> we're, we're getting it done on this Sunday afternoon. We've only been here three hours. Oh, don't tell. Why are you telling everybody? <laughs> All right, so I guess it is time for the episode. Let's hope the soundboard's working. Sailor Moon S, the S is for soundboard. <laughs> As I have stated before, we are watching episode 106 of Sailor Moon S. It is called The Bond of Destiny, Uranus's Distant Past. Jordan, mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. have the Cloverway title for this episode? Okay, I do. Now, I have a guess already. Okay. I've got a guess loaded up in the chamber. It's wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because if you have one wrong. that's obvious, you're definitely wrong. But let's hear it. Well, this was what? Like This was like 1998, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. When this would have been like translated airing, I'm gonna say this episode is called "There's Something About Michelle." Oh no. God! Ridiculous! Get out of here! No, you didn't even try, uh, dude. No. Okay, give me a hint. Give me a hint. 
Here's Fast a Friends. Hint. Is it called Fast Friends? No. 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 That's okay. one of the Fast and the Furious movies, right? That's the yes. children's version. That's the that's the cartoon oh. spinoff. Oh. Yes. Please. <laughs> Please. Who has the rights? Where can I write the all ages comic called Fast Friends? <laughs> no, it would have to be Fast Family, because they don't have friends. They have family. Right. No, you're right. You're are, right. are they like chibi deformed characters of the main of yes. the main characters? I will absolutely. Would it be like wacky races? Yes, it would yes. be like wacky races. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. Shut up. Let's take this off the mic. <laughs> I'll tell everybody. I want a credit on this. <laughs> okay. Oh god. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, that's a million dollars we just made. Great. Now, <laughs> we're burned. Uh, here's a your hint. A million, a million, a million, a million, a million. Okay, go ahead. Good. Your hint is you would not have thought of this because you watched the subtitled version. Ooh, okay. Uh, that doesn't actually help me at all. <laughs> it, it does. Think about, think about it. What is the big difference? Right. Uh, they're cousins. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, is that it? Am I on the right track? It, yes, that's. It has to do with that. Yes, it does not say the word cousins though. Fast cousins. <laughs> no, I just said it doesn't, and oh. it's not fast family either. <laughs> is it? Uh, uh, no, you're not going to get it. Relative, uh, uh, almost relation, uh, close. Re- come on, relativity. No, oh, come relativity. On. You're so close with those words. It's all relative. No. Okay, I give. I give. I tap. Get ready. It's dumb. It's related by destiny. Because <laughs> they say the word destiny a lot in this episode. They do. Uh, related by censorship. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's, that's the accurate version. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Related by destiny. So uh, let's start the episode. Uh, so, so the episode starts. Okay. Here's the thing about this episode. We watched... Uh, I, I watched this with my wife, as I always do, uh, the, the subtitled versions. I watched the dubs by myself. But when we watched the subtitled version uh, the other day, Devin was like, oh, man, the sub of this episode must be so – or the, the dub of this episode must be so boring because it's so much of her being like, I was the wind. Yes. I was obsessed with being so fast. I always wanted to move as fast as possible. And it was really fast. Like <laughs> – and that's how the episode starts. I would have thought the opposite because this episode's got so much, well, subtext and text text mm-hmm. that, like, I would have thought, like, I would have more, I was watching this last night going, like, I bet the dub version of this is doing fucking acrobatics trying to get around this. A little bit. Like, I, like, I bet when Mishiru shows up, she's like, we're cousins, by the way. By the way, we're cousins. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But, okay. but there's still so much of of uh, Amara narrating and again narrating with her dead emotionless lifeless voice. Oh, by the way, speaking of of the names like Mishiru and uh, and Amara, uh mm-hmm. someone mentioned um and again I think this was related to the mini episode because we were talking about Usagi's name being Rabbit of the Moon. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I do remember, yeah. Someone mentioned that like all of their names are planet puns essentially. They are. They actually are. It's um Oh, what is it? When she when they say their line guided by um guided by wind, the plan of Uranus actually does translate that to that in Japanese. I I wrote it down. I forgot what it says exactly, but their names actually do mean the planet names. That I saw recently. Here we go. Uh Steven Junker. 
who's on Twitter at Antioest, A-N-T-I-O-E-S-T. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's tweeted at us there, that they're practically all plays on the kanji for their planet's names. And he had like a, a list of them all and how they all worked. It was pretty interesting. I retweeted it, so it's up there on our Twitter. But they were talking about uh, the only one that was different was Venus, which they switched to being about love because of obviously the love-Venus connection. But it even yeah. works for uh, Mamoru. Uh, because Chiba shares the same chi as Earth, which is Chikyu. Right. So they all like have uh, kanji in in common with the planets. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It it was a. I I think I preferred hearing the names in Japanese versus the English dub. I was like, oh yeah, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a that's a that's a cool thing to know about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you were saying we've got we've got uh, Haruka slash Amara uh, riding around on her motorcycle talking about being the wind. Ugh. I always wanted to be the wind, and that's how it begins. And it's like, okay, is that part of the? Is that is that a thing? No, it's it's not really. Doesn't really matter, because uh, then we just go straight to Tomo, who is running, and uh, as he says in the dub. Uh, they say that exercise stimulates the old melon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So true. So, so very true. So the faster he runs, the faster he'll have his big ideas. Right. <laughs> what's What's weird about this is that we know that uh, we know that Doctor Tomoe's sport of choice is rhythmic gymnastics. That's true. That's true. We did know yeah. that. Yeah, we did. Not running. the The thing that you get in the uh, in the new translation. Is that when he starts running really fast, he refers to it as uh, the last spurt. And I, he says, all right, here it comes, the last spurt. And I do not like that. <laughs> that is not how I am here for with uh, Professor Tomoe. Nope. Well, it, it, to be fair, he is actually accurate. It's that last burst of energy before you hit the finish line. Um, I only know because my mom was a cross-country sprinter growing up in high school. So I used to see, I used to remember her telling me stories about how at that last point, you got to kind of get that second win. It's like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. Kind of push yourself into it. Uh, so his treadmill has a phone on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have not? to admit is pretty baller. <laughs> <laughs> he calls up Udeal and says. Calls up Udeal in the dark science lab. The literally <laughs> no lights science lab. Right. Says, do an athlete. Here's my big idea. Why don't we do an athlete? Haven't they done an athlete before? Not with you deal, but they did the rhythmic gymnastics person. No, not the not that one with the the volleyball. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah. They did the, they did right. the volleyball guy, and then there's right. a long history of, of getting athletes. Because remember, remember, uh, 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 Naru's sister. Oh right, Naru's big sis that she had that, that we had not heard about before or since. Nope, not a bit. Uh, back in the uh, back in the Nephrite days. Although we haven't heard about Naru very much recently, so there you go. Look, she went to the abyss. Oh, and the abyss is named Melvin. Oh, <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, so they they bring up uh, a, a picture of the athlete they're going to uh, target, mm-hmm. and into the old oven uh, goes a hurdle. The first time I watched the episode, I did not see anything in the oven. I was just like, "It's empty. What? What am I?" What are they cooking? Are they not going to put anything in there? Only after having seen the whole episode and seeing it turn back into a hurdle later can I oh. now see that there's a hurdle in there. Well, you would also not, like, even though the monster's name is Hurdle, 
you mm-hmm. would not look at her and think, right, right, a hurdle. That's right. what that is. No, right. not at all. We'll get to it. She's amazing. So uh, Udiel hops in the in the outback. Oh, yay, here he comes. <laughs> Great. Puts her uh, uh, seatbelt on, rides up the elevator. And where does she come up this time, Jordan? She comes out in a zoo. It, it's ridiculous because we just get this totally superfluous animal shots of of a, a monkey screaming, of a hippo yawning, and then you get an elephant walking into its house, and then the elephant goes, uh-oh, and starts backing back out. And then <laughs> the car comes peeling out of the elephant house. <laughs> okay, a couple things about this. I think it's weird that you refer to this as the elephant's house. Whatever it is. Which is not like, like it's not inaccurate. Like I but the way you said it, it sounds like it's a house in which this elephant lives that he goes to when he gets done with his shift at work at the zoo. <laughs> like I'm tired. Time for a nap. Going inside my house. I don't know why, but I originally thought it was the great animal kingdom from episodes back. <laughs> Probably I mean, it looks like it. Right? Well, do they have elephants now? <laughs> they had monkeys. Yeah, that's true. So, could have been. Here's an interesting thing about this. I'm pretty sure that elephants cannot walk backwards. What? Quick, to Google. Maybe they can. Here's an article on animals. Well, actually, animals.mom.me called right. What Animals Cannot Walk Backwards. <laughs> that's an... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aiden just Aiden just opened the door and is yelling at me about elephants not being able to walk back. Kangaroos can't. Emus can't. Penguins can't. Alligators can't. They can't jump. Okay. There's some animals that can't walk back. There are some animals that can't jump. Continues to move forward and it gets stuck. It's like, well, I'm gonna die then. It's in a wedge. It can't turn around. It's very evolutionarily advantageous to weed out things that can't stop walking into wedges. <laughs> I am so excited. Oh my about god! What is if an elephant walks into a wedge? What is this? Dump? Get get back in here! <laughs> Kangaroos can't walk backwards. Have you never seen a circus? They walk in circles. So no, you've never seen a circus. That's what I'm hearing. I've been to the circus. <laughs> I love the circus. You know I love the circus. Oh, okay. It's good that you love animal abuse. Oh my Penguins. god. Penguins. Alligators. <laughs> Penguins. Alligators. Yes. So I'm yelling at Aiden. I'm She's really this. arguing you about this and I love it. <laughs> Jake, you have to Will keep all make... of this in. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> is that making the show or is that on the bonus reel? I don't we'll, know. We'll see what the uh, we'll see what our one time is. Okay, here's 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 what was messing me up. Elephants can walk backwards, apparently. They cannot jump. Elephants cannot jump. That's fair. <laughs> but you want yeah. an elephant jumping on you. Yeah. That's not... Those things are pretty different, though. Look, I got confused. <laughs> Whereas kangaroos can jump, but not walk backwards. Yes. That's why if you go see elephants at the zoo, when they go into their elephant houses, <laughs> when they come back to the apartment after a long day, oh. uh, th- there's always like a, like they dig a shallow trench around the elephant enclosure because elephants can't jump that. So it, it keeps them from trying to get out. Anyway, so the elephant debate 
is we can put to rest. Point being, UDL comes up in a fucking elephant house. Yes. <laughs> and drives, drives, mind you, out of this zoo, out of the front gate. Yep. And the thing is, like, nobody seems to notice or be bothered by this. People aren't, like, calling the cops. What are you going to tell them? That a Subaru Outback just came flying out of the zoo and you need to catch it? Yes. No. Yeah. Somebody's driving through the zoo. That's weird. This is the Juban district. Nothing aids anything anymore. They have seen worse. No one cares. I mean, that is true. That is yeah, true. They, they're just like, hey, did a Subaru Outback just <laughs> drive by on this pedestrian walkway or was I in a coma for five seconds? <laughs> exactly. So meanwhile, the Senshi are touring a local high school. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ray is once again kind of smarting off at Usagi, and I gotta say, uh, I am impressed by Usagi's maturity in this scene. Uh, okay. Uh, sure, go for it. Yeah. Ray says something mean, and Usagi goes, "Hey, I felt kind of hurt by that look you gave me, intentionally, and I feel as though our friendship is in danger." That's a very mature way of dealing with your problems. That's true. That's fair. Ray is being a real jerk in this scene. We were talking last episode about how we, we've come around on Ray. Man, this episode, not so much right now, because it will come out that the reason that she is being so like haughty with everybody about this mm-hmm. is that she's got an automatic in to this high school. Yes. She doesn't have to try. She's in automatically. Everybody else has to, like, work hard to get in. And she's just like, mm, yeah, I'll be here. It's going to be nice. Yeah, they have a volleyball Well, no, team. no, it's not that she... It's not that. It's not that. It's actually because Ray's Academy, TA Girls Academy, has an escalator system, which means they have a high school already built in. She doesn't have to take the entrance exams. She's going to go to high school regardless. Oh, wait, it's not to this place? I thought it was to this place. No, this is, no, Ray's school is a, uh, basically what an all-in-one, like a pre-K to, to 12th grade kind of deal. She's already getting into high school regardless. These guys have to take the entrance exam and hope to get into a high school. No, no, I, yeah, I know that part. I, I was under, it, the impression I got was that it, they were saying she was going to go to this high school from the TV. No, Academy. they were just, they're just okay. touring high schools that they could possibly get into. Oh, interesting. So does that mean she's going to end up taking the exams anyway? No, she doesn't have to. No, but I know, but she ends up going to the same high school as them, I think. Has she not been studying with them in the in the studying scenes? Because they study at the shrine. That's all she's been providing is the location. No, no, oh. but I'm saying, but I think she goes to the same high school as them, so she must take the exams. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I can't say anything because that's spoilers for later on, but technically no. She doesn't? Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. Did. Yeah, okay. no, I can't say anymore, but technically, no, she doesn't. All right, all right. Interesting. So while they are touring this high school, they meet uh, star athlete Elsa Gray, who is a – she runs track and field and likes to go around uh, touching, touching ladies a little bit inappropriately. <laughs> okay, hold on. We'll get to that. <laughs> Let's start where we are. So we're seeing her run track and field. And yeah, it's again, it's a little weird that like she's famous enough that people who don't go to this high school like know who she is. Mm -hmm. That seems a bit much. Okay, I found out a thing. I found out a thing. That's not entirely uncommon because I found out from uh, Matt Wilson uh, that I think it was like LeBron James used to play basketball, obviously, 
but like when he would when he would like be in town to play basketball, they would advertise the games on television, like with commercials that LeBron James was in, where he'd be like, "Hi, I'm gonna be playing this high school. Come see me this weekend." In high school, really? Yes, in high school, because he was like such a such a like already known quantity in high school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, but hold on. Even though that's that's already super impressive, but that's okay. Wait, let me see. You mm-hmm. said basketball. <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron James. Yes. Okay. I don't know anything in that sport. That's basketball. I don't which either, is... but I do know that LeBron James plays basketball. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Well, I might I not do know too. about elephants. <laughs> so don't, that's don't basketball, which is a very popular sport. Uh-huh. This girl is doing track, not. Very popular. <laughs> well, she's doing track and she's doing track and field on a national level, so it would it okay. would make sense that she that everybody in the like outside of her school would know her name. She does national level track. I think, like they said, on the cusp of Olympics. She's the uh, she's the the Usain Bolt of uh, of yes. Japanese high schools. Now, can I ask about her skin color and what is it meant to represent? I okay, so when I watched this episode many, many years ago, I wasn't too sure what her skin color was supposed to be. I thought it was just be I thought it was just the um she's out in the sun all the time, so she's got a deeper tan kind of thing. Kind of like how somebody who does a lot of swimming would have a deeper tan, um, depending on when they train. Sure. But I'm just gonna assume it's a coloring thing, only because her I think it was like to kind of contrast her really fuchsia hair color. But I don't think it was part of that, you know. The scenes where she's sitting next to the girls, it's Mm -hmm. a huge difference. Right. Like, they're all, every other girl is colored with the exact same skin color. And hers is dramatically different. So it made me go, like, what what are they trying to get at? And I don't really know the answer. Yeah, they, they don't really explain it. But she is of a darker persuasion. And maybe that's why I kind of liked her so much, because she was a little bit darker. She, like... In a lot of anime uh, and manga I've seen, like you see characters that usually do have like this darker color skin and then like the same kind of like hair color that you see on a lot of anime characters. Because, you know, I mean, we do have, you know, two blondes, a brunette, a girl with purple black hair and a girl with blue hair in our main cast. Right. Uh, So anime hair is all over the map in general. But usually you see characters that are depicted like this. And they're they're commonly just called foreigners, like in in all the manga that I've read. Like they're just like, oh yeah, she's a foreigner. And I know that there was someone who looked very similar to this in something that I read, uh, who was meant to be Indian, hmm. uh, but I don't know that for I I don't remember what it was, so I don't know for sure if that's accurate. Is it Auntie from Antenna? Because she was kind of assembled. She she kind of has that resemblance. Yeah, uh, no. But because I have not watched that yet, but maybe it's possible. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It just dawned on me. She may be a like a, a military kid. She doesn't have a Japanese name, so she may be. Uh, she may be foreign. There you go. I think she's supposed to be, and but her name being uh, Elsa Gray. Yeah. It, it's very. It's a very you know English name or, right. or American name. So I right. wonder if she's supposed to be like. Yeah, it's, you know, America, where people have tans. <laughs> or, well, actually, or it could be English, because of, again, if you're talking about uh, India, there's obviously a lot of connections to, to 
Britain and English names right. as well. If anybody, like, I wonder if she has an accent. You know, like if we if we could tell the difference between someone speaking Japanese, like like a Japanese character in an anime who's meant to be speaking with like an American accent or a British right. accent. I wish we could we could we knew enough Japanese to be able to tell. But alas, yeah, yeah. I uh, oh, interesting. So I'm just looking her up on Wikimoon, right. and okay. uh, they don't have any anything about that, like about where she's from or what they do. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, they have her listed under categories, where they have her under anime characters, they have her under civilians, and they also have her under gaijin. So she is a foreigner. Interesting. So according to them, yeah, she's a foreigner. Uh, not a huge number of characters listed under that. So that okay, then she's a foreigner. It's a weird category wow. to have, Wiki Moon. I was going to say Wiki Moon. What the heck? Well, yeah. to be fair, Wiki Moon is not exactly the most uh, accurate information when it comes to Sailor Moon. But wow, yeah, that's a really uh, way to way to drop the ball there, Wiki Moon. <laughs> <laughs> now I really want to see who else is in the Gaijin category. Well, let's see. Oh don't! It's a no. It's a wasteland. You don't want to go there. Countess Rose, oh. Princess Do- D. Princess D is in there. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. A couple of princesses. Princess of Estoa, Princess Rubina, somebody named Edwards, somebody named George, somebody oh. named Ned. Oh, you'll get to no, those guys. Alan, later. who's not Alan and Anne. It's Alan uh, uh, oh, from oh, St. Rubina's oh, old crush. Yeah. Right. Sergei Asimov. Don't know who that oh, is. Thomas Harris, the writer of the Hannibal series. No, not that Thomas Harris. It's a different one. You'll get to... <laughs> You guys will get to those later on. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Who's George? I don't know. Let's click him. Uh, no, don't wait, click him. Here. No, Greg. don't click him because it, it, okay, it lose the future episodes. All right. Oh, he's in right. episode 108 of the anime, so we Damn will, we will, we will get to back it. off on that. Trust me. You don't don't go down that rabbit hole. Move, come, move, come back. All right. All right. We'll stop. So, we'll stop. Point being, I think Elsa is supposed to be foreign. Yeah. Turns out. She is a, a great and handsy runner. So okay, yes. Yeah. So 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 she the, the girls all watch her finish her run and then they all like they don't clap, do they? They just like she sees them looking and they all like bow to her. They like, bow. Oh, yeah. You're so awesome. And so she's like, "Oh, thanks." And so she's like, "Oh, so you guys are going to come to the school next year?" And they're like, "Well, hopefully, maybe, like might be a thing." And then what Chris alluded to is she's sitting between <laughs> Makoto and Mina. <laughs> And she gooses them both at the exact same time. She just reaches down and gives them gives them a little bit of a squeeze. Yeah. And then they stand <laughs> up and they're like, uh, what the heck? The other girls recoil in fear. Yes. Uh, which, to be fair, she's getting a little inappropriately handsy, understandable. But then she's like sitting and she there, says, like eyes closed, like like kind of wiggling her fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah. You guys got nice firm asses. She calls them tushies. That's not what she said in the Cloverway dub. <laughs> she calls them in the new dub. I think she says butts. In in the in the in the subtitle, she says tushies. Now they changed. Chris, you'll be surprised to learn this scene happens in the dub, but they changed Wait, it. This scene happens. They actually do this scene. Yes, Artley, tell them what happens. Go for it. Okay, so here's what happens. So they do do this scene. In the Cloverway dub. However, the wording is completely different. So as she's reaching her hands down, uh, Mako and Mina jump up and say, oh my God, think something like a spider crawled on my back. And they see the same motion that she's doing. 
She says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just practicing my spider, my spider techniques. Yeah, the coach, the coach calls it the spider stretch. Now the spider I know stretch, why. right? She's doing spider stretches on her hands because that's a thing track track players have to do. Well, there was that uh, there was that um, one hurdler a couple years ago, uh, Michelle Jenicky, who went viral because she did she did the little dance at the starting line to get herself warmed up, and one of the things was she did kind of like wiggle her fingers to <laughs> she and she said it like activated her like fast twitch muscles. Alrighty. You know what? She must have watched this episode as a kid and learned from it. Oh my god, yes. And that would make sense. <laughs> Sailor Moon, Steven Lives all over the world. Yeah. So yeah, according to the so the dub basically says that instead of grabbing their butts, she she was just wiggling her fingers down their backs and made them think there were bugs on them. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah, in the uh in the new dub she goes, Your butts, they're firm and compact. Well suited for track and field, yep. which is still like a really weird thing. Like it's a very weird thing to do to someone. But the girls are like, "Yeah, you're all right. Our butts are great." <laughs> no, they call her weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it goes back to like you know the whole football players slapping each other's asses thing, right? Well, it, and then Ray immediately goes, "Yeah," and Usagi could be the manager. It's like, do you know what? You know what, Ray? You're really you're really going hard in these episodes trying to win back your jerk spot. Right. Yeah, she is. She wants that title. <laughs> why don't they Yeah, why doesn't she make fun of uh, uh Amy? Why didn't she go and Amy can tally the scores with her math? Yeah. Ami could Ami would be much better at being the manager than yes. than uh Usagi ever would. Don't be ridiculous. Right, exactly. So then we find out that uh Elza is she's a great runner she's a superstar people have heard of her but there's one person she's never been able to beat someone who run always ran past her like the wind and we see her in the flashback and uh it is haruka tano (sighs) yeah i mean it's fine i mean her name technically does translate to that so why not what's your what's your name mean Oh, uh, Haruka, uh, Tenno Haruka translates to Wind of Uranus. God, I can't believe I said that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I hate you guys. I can't believe I said Hardly? that. <laughs> You're in timeout. <laughs> I'll go in the corner. That's amazing. So, so- then we see that Udiel is rolling up in the Subaru, uh, and she rolls down the window, and it's super weird, because she's got binoculars, she's got, like, a pair of headphones, she's got, like, cans on, like, the headphones. Yeah. And then she picks up, like, a, a fucking, like, T-Pain microphone. Yeah. And talks into it and goes, target confirmed. What is she doing? Is that, like, supposed to be hooked up to, is that what, is that what? things looked like if you wanted to go hands-free on yes. your car phone back yes, in the did. 90s <laughs> no exactly was. that was high tech for for it chris <laughs> we didn't have that technology back in the 90s bah. it's pretty stupid so uh meanwhile haruka in her hooked up bike suit is uh is jumping through the woods or the trees outside the school yes so, like this, just leaping this latest pure heart, right? She's just like leaping from bat from treetop to treetop. I'm like, has she ever done that before? 
Is this a thing that she does? Okay, I guess. It's a thing she does as Sailor Uranus, but I don't think it's a thing she does. Yeah, Sailor Uranus, but not in civilian mode. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't just drive up in her motorcycle, since since you can just or drive transport. anywhere in Japan, I guess, and nobody cares. <laughs> into zoos, yes. out of canals, on train tracks. Exactly. Then this weird thing happens that I just don't understand. Like, the, 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 the scouts are nice to Usagi? I, I don't get it. What's the gag? The gag is they're nice to Usagi. I know. It never happens. Right. But they actually like are nice to their friend. Instead of going, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Ha 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 ha. They go like, you know what? You can do it. Like, you're not stupid. You just got to try harder. And you can totally make it happen. And she's like, what? You're right, guys. I can do it. And they're like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like kind of where the show has been going for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, Ray is... You know, we talked about no. like, Ray's kind of moved on from being super mean all the time. Chris. Like, until these last couple of episodes. Chris. Yes? Do you remember the letter from two episodes I ago? I do remember the letter. I do remember the letter from two episodes ago. Okay, it's like okay. last three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last three. And even before that. No, again, they always they always do that thing when, like, like she's not even around. And they're all like, yeah, you're right. She is terrible at everything. Oh, you can't trust her <laughs> at all. Oh yeah. Ooh, talking about your friends behind their backs is not mean. Like that's just oh, okay. that's just something you do. Oh good. I oh, mean, no. sure. Okay. Thank God I don't have this that many friends. Oh no. I say, hey, look, man. I only got one good friend who I trust, and she knows this. What about us, Artley? Well, I love you guys. You know that. That's why I keep coming back. Okay. So while they're being nice to their friend. So uh, UDL just shows up with the, the syringe rifle uh, and shoots at uh, at Elza. Elza is able to dodge out of the way because she's so fast, though. Right. But then we get a, a quick stop right there. And up in the tree, we see all the Sailor Scouts. Everybody loves being in trees. And I <laughs> love this pose in the tree. Yeah. Because Jupiter is just like Captain Morganing on a, on a branch looking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mars is kind of leaning against one. Usagi's leaning up on the trunk. Uh, Usagi and Venus are both kind of leaning on the trunk. And then off to the side, Mercury just kind of sat on a branch. Like, hey, what's up? Like, it's very, very cute. All I keep thinking is Usagi does not have the much balance where she could successfully hang from a tree without falling. <laughs> Usagi doesn't. Sailor Moon does. Neither does Sailor Moon. We've seen this. She's accessing her princess powers. Oh, there you go. Okay, fine. Fine. And she talks totally different. No, 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 no. Udeal calls forth a monster. Yep. Whose name is Hurdler. Hurdle in the Japanese version. Really? I uh, is I think it? it might be Hurdler in that too. According to the subtitles, it's just Hurdle. Oh, okay. Uh, and she calls her forth by by uh, firing a starter's pistol in the yeah. air. Mm-hmm. Chris, you want to tell us about Hurdle? Yeah, let's talk about Hurdle. So Hurdle is, we get a, we get a pan from the ground up. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's do that. Hurdle's wearing high-heeled uh, uh, shoes uh-huh. with uh, a pair of ankle bracelets, uh, anklets on her right leg. Uh-huh. Uh, high-heeled track shoes. Moving up, she's got a like one of those things that you use to like paint the lines on right. a uh, on a oh, track. Is that what that is? Yeah, I didn't know what the hell that was. Yeah, she's got that on her butt. She's wearing like referee striped. Uh, like bikini bottoms and sleeves, no shirt. Yep. Uh, and she doesn't need a shirt because her torso is a shoe. A it's running true. shoe, to be exact. A running shoe. 
her, her torso is is uh, uh some Asics. <laughs> the Asics gel elevate three for That's our torso. That's right. Got a little Asics boy. It's so I want to see this cosplay so bad. Also, she's pink and has elf ears. Yes. But at this point, like who, like why even bother noticing that? Purple frizzy hair. Purple, yes, purple catsy hair. I love it. Yep. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, I would love to see cosplay. Unlikely. But I, I want to see cosplay of all the... There's so many diamonds and uh, cardians and droids and... What were the what were the original ones called? Yoma? Yeah. yeah. So many that I want to see cosplayed. Bakshi. Wait, Bakshi. Wait till you guys get to Super S. Chris, you should go to Akana's boxy. Look, I'm oh. working out. If I, I'm, I'm, I need to get ripped enough to be to be boxy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. If you the, the sad thing is if you type in if you type in Sailor Moon villains cosplay, uh, you you get about what you'd expect. You get a lot of uh, there, there's the Spectre Sisters and Esmeralda. There's the Witches Five, which is pretty fun. Okay. There's the Doom and Gloom Girls. So that's yeah. fun to see. But there's the the four kings of heaven. What you don't get, you don't get a lot of monsters. So uh, Hurdle is charged with dealing with these meddlers and uh, gets in a fight with the sailor scouts. Hey, did you know we're still gonna get like an extended flashback in this episode? Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, yeah. We are. At this point in the episode, watching it, I was like, "Whoa, what's going on? Like, it's not even the act break, and we're already fighting a monster. What is happening?" Yeah. Venus tries to take her out with the love chain, uh, but she hurdles it. Should have seen that one coming. Yeah. Honestly, Mina. Yeah. Uh, and she uses the line painting thing to like Spider-Man web all the girls up. Second episode in a row that everybody's been tied in a neat little bundle. True. And then we see Haruka leaning against a tree, talking to uh, Michiru on her watch and going, hey, Elsa Gray's being attacked. You got to get over here. Uh, then Elsa gets shot. It's so funny to me that everybody had just... <laughs> They have these communicator watches, but everybody's like, I'm not wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll take it out of my draw it. Because she's not, t- it's not on her wrist. She takes it out and like holds it. <laughs> People are like, that is dumb looking. I- I- I'm putting it in my pocket. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> cell phones made a lot of things uh, easier. A lot. <laughs> Yudiel finally gets her shot with her syringe rifle and blasts out. Uh, Elza's heart. And then Michi, uh, Haruka is narrating this the whole time. So she's watching this slow motion shot of Elza Gray's heart being ripped out. Yeah. And being like, yeah, Elza introduced me to Michiru uh, back when we were younger. You know, before I was uh, awakened to Sailor Uranus. Which seems very casual. Mm-hmm. So that's when we go into the flashback. Uh, and we find out that Haruka was having visions uh, of destruction, uh, a voice telling her the silence is coming. Not for some reason telling her to break up with her girlfriend and never see her again, because that's usually what visions <laughs> do, right? Yes, that's exactly what they do. In fact, telling her the opposite by having uh, Michiru appear as Sailor Neptune and tell her that she needs to find the Messiah and that they are the only ones who can do that. Now, as you pointed out, when you were saying you were watching this episode, thinking about the old dub, the old dub changes a lot of the context of what is happening where. But this oh, part... Oh, really? They don't talk about these two lesbians trying to find the Messiah? That's no, shocking. and this is what makes it so blasphemous. I'm like, I hate... Like, honestly, I really did not like 
the Clovoy dub and what they did to these two. It's really, really yeah, wrong. But this particular shot is even weirder because I don't know why they don't just go with the whole, you know, vision prophecy thing. Instead, they have uh, Amara sitting there going, yeah, I knew Elsa Gray back when I was, you know, doing stuff before I became Sailor uh, Uranus. And then, then all of a sudden, Michelle's narration cuts in and Michelle goes, yes, and that's when I told her that I was Sailor Neptune. And so that vision where it's the future of everything being terrible, they play it like that's just Michelle being like, yeah, everything's falling apart and dying. I'm Sailor Neptune, just so you right. know. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> that's basically exactly what happens. So uh, we find out that uh, Haruka was having this vision at the starting line of a track meet. Uh, so Elza is next to her and Haruka is, uh, you know, Elza looks over and goes, hey, I won't lose. And then it starts, and Haruka demolishes her. Uh, like we've talked about the uh, like what are the what are the Sailor Scouts' actual superpowers? Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, Ami is super smart. Uh, Ray has her priestess powers. You know, uh, Makoto's super strong. Minako's super athletic. Uh, mm-hmm. Haruka is apparently just like the fastest person alive. Haruka is the Flash. Well, what she actually says is, "No one could touch me at any sport." Yeah, pretty much. And then like. After the race, like, Michiru comes up and specifically goes, wow, you weren't even trying. So she's just, like, effortlessly... Elsa Gray is fast enough that she is a a superstar that people know about in high school. Yeah. And Haruka is beating her without sweating at all. Yeah, Uh, well, because she's cheating and using her superpowers. But, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, in the in the in the subtitles, she says no one could beat me at any sport, and then mentions I just did track to to pass the time. And in the dub version, she literally says, "I felt guilty for winning those races because they meant nothing to me." It's like way to go, Haruka. <laughs> she says auto racing is the only thing that that she actually likes, which is hilarious because this is a flashback to last year. They are first-year high school students now. She's in fucking middle school. And being yeah. like, yeah, you know what I really love, though? Auto racing. Yeah. <laughs> That's also effed up, too, because, again, obviously she has if, – if no one could beat her at any sport, there's it's a physical power. She has physical powers. And she's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. Mm-hmm. I like cars, where it obviously – isn't my force. I mean, I guess that's good because, again, well, Jordan, then she's not cheating. Jordan, as you well know, as you well know from your day job, okay. uh, you need Jedi reflexes for pod racing, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so you think she could pod race? You think she's one what? of the few humans? I think she could. Hey, hey, Jordan? Jordan? Yes? Yes? Crossover? Now this is pod racing. Oh, okay. Uh. There we go. So Michiru walks up and she's like, hey, what's up? And we see Michiru, uh, who actually knows Elsa. And Elsa's like, this is Michiru Kayo. Uh, She's an artistic genius and she's very interested in you. And uh, Michiru walks up and asks Haruka to pose for one of her sketches. Because she is an artist. Yes. You know what that means. Like one of of her French girls. No, I knew you were going to do that. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. God. 
And Haruka, like, Mishiro actually says, like, yeah, I bet you can hear a voice on the wind. Which is kind of a cool, like, subtle way of being like, oh, yeah, you run so fast that, like, you can you can hear the wind. But what she's really saying is, yeah, I bet you're having visions, right? That, like, yeah. I'm in. Like, maybe you're having visions about me telling you we need to find the Messiah. There's a civilian around, so we can't really talk about this. But I bet you hear voices, right, Haruka? You want to hang out some and talk about this? This doesn't make you sound like a creep at all. And then Haruka's like, no, I'm done. I'm out. The way that they um, change this, obviously because if they're cousins, Elsa can't introduce them. So that whole concept of Elsa introducing them is completely gone. They play this scene, like I said, they in the in the previous one, they made it so that they were saying she told her already that she was uh, Neptune. So they're playing this scene like Neptune's going, so, you know, you've got a destiny, right? Like you've got stuff that is going to be the thing that you're going to do. And, and Haruka's like, um, Haruka's like, no. Not interested. Bye. Get out the fuck away from me. Right. I hate you. No, that's it's pretty weird. much how it happens. And like the whole dialogue between the two in the English version is just like, that's not how cousins talk to each other anyway. <laughs> it's not. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I like I don't talk to any of my cousins like that. My like conversation with my cousins usually end up with a lot of cursing in it, but they're just kind of casual, nonchalant, like Oh, this is our destiny. We got to do it together. It's like, no, no, you Did don't. Cousins whatever say to you, why don't we get a hot chocolate and talk about it? <laughs> yeah, okay. As, as Michelle offers. And yeah. she goes, nothing. Mine are more like, yo, let's get a beer and go do something else. I'm bored. <laughs> hot chocolate. Get the. <laughs> so then, uh, cut ahead a little bit. Well, just uh, in case you need a little bit of subtext, uh, in, in case there's not enough uh, subtext in your life. Uh, Haruka, there's a long lingering shot of Haruka and Mishiru uh, staring at each other and Haruka's narration saying uh, she's talking about she says I was destined to become a guardian but then the the next lines are but I still didn't want to admit it to myself because I knew everything would change <laughs> while she is staring longingly at, uh, at Mishiru just yeah. in case just in case yeah. you want a little bit of subtext mixed in with this yeah I definitely don't look at my cousin like that <laughs> yeah well well which brings us to Chris. Jordan. Yes. Do you know the best way to support Sailor Business and our sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business? Slipping me money when you see me in person. I mean, that's good. And I would advise anybody who uh, comes to see me at a convention to do that to me uh, for sure. <laughs> Okay, no, there's a better way, actually. It's going to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, where uh, you can support us, you can uh, give us a monthly uh, donation of support, and even $1 a month will get you access to uh, to our posts there. And uh, what do you get for $1, Chris? Uh, for $1, you get you get the posts, and you get a thank you here on the show. Yes, that's you do. With 5 bucks, you get uh, the show notes, you get additional uh, audio content, which I don't think we've done anything yet, uh, as far as like additional full audio content, but our Patreon back airs also help support the uh, mini episodes that we do uh, that uh, we're going to be doing at least once a month. Uh, for at least 15 minutes each, covering different topics from the world of, of Sailor Moon. So uh, we could talk about the theme song for 40 minutes. That one uh, went out on the feed. Uh, we could talk about uh, shows influenced by Sailor Moon, which is uh, the next one that we're going to be recording. Uh, we could talk about all kinds of stuff, and that is all because we have backers on Patreon 
who are helping us out and uh, and really uh, uh, doing a good job of it. We are at uh, right now as we're recording this, I think we're at like six hundred and twenty seven dollars a month, which is a really awesome. And I'm so happy that we're ha- we have that much support. Uh, we're about one hundred and twenty dollars a month away from being able to do Xena business bonus episodes. And I should say those aren't backer exclusive. Those go to everybody. So uh, if you're helping the show out uh, with that, then you are helping everybody get more uh, sailor business content, which is super, super awesome uh, for us and for you. Blooper reels go to $5 backers, and we have an enamel pin that's coming for uh, backers at the $15 level. Uh, Now that we're through Emerald City, Katie Donnelly is doing the design. Uh, We've bleeped it out on the show, and I want to continue bleeping it out. Uh, But Artley, do you you want to know what the the design is going to be based on? Yes, I do. Uh, It's going to be... Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, we've got some pretty good reactions to that. Uh, That should be coming pretty soon. We're going to get those uh, printed up, and uh, Jake has volunteered to do the actual shipping to uh, $5 backer, uh, $15 backers on those. Uh, but yeah, Katie is going to be, hopefully is done designing them as you're listening to this. Uh, should be done soon. She said she wasn't going to have a chance to get to them until uh, after Emerald City. But I'm very, very excited to have those printed up and, and sent to people. We do not have uh, any new backers because we are recording this right after we read off everybody from last week. But you can obviously always go to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness and help us out. And we will love to thank you on the show. And we genuinely appreciate all the support we get uh, for this show, for uh, for Xena Warrior Business. That's that's seven podcasts a month, including uh, the mini episodes of Sailor Business. In theory, we may have to take some skip weeks. I'm not going to lie. Con season's going to be real rough up through June. And, uh, and, and we may not have an episode every week, so I apologize for that. That's mostly going to be on me, by the way. We'll do our best, though. But we're going to do our best. And the reason we do our best is not just because of uh, Patreon backers, but also because of listeners uh, helping us out. So, Jordan, yes. uh, since we don't have anyone to thank, it, what do you say we spend this little act break uh, taking a couple of Twitter questions? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to remember if we've done this one. I, I love this question, though, so much. So if we didn't, I'm Is it what Hogwarts house are we in? Because we've no. done it. Yeah, you've no. done that already. It's Christian LeBlanc asking, what if a diamond egg landed on Mamoru? Would he be turned into a sexy lady oh, no, version we, we of Tuxedo Mask? Are you sure? We did this one because I talked about Yamato Yuga being the sexy yes. lady version of Tuxedo Mask. You're absolutely right. All right, well then, it's it happened. She's actually a diamond. Um, <laughs> some, uh, Tim Spencer asks, Jordan, was the C- uh, C-3PO slash Luna slash Vic that you talked about in episode 17 ever finished? And if so, where can it be found? It was not ever finished. I'm still waiting for it. Somebody Uh owes me that fanfic. Do they? I'm sorry. I don't remember this. Probably because it was two years ago, but probably also because my brain wants to murder itself right now. (laughs) It was, it was, uh. I want to know how that would even work out. I don't, well, I will find out someday, but, um, we were playing the game, um, the game, the card game Slash which is a game where someone puts forward a, a character and then everybody else has cards with characters written on them and you have to put in who is the best OTP for that proposed character. So I'll, like, I'll say Spider-Man and everybody has to look through their hand and see who's the best OTP for Spider-Man and say why and all those kinds of things. And we were playing that and um, some the, the pairing was uh, Spock and 
uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but one of the characters from the West Wing. Oh my god! And <laughs> and oh people were so excited by it, and I, and uh, somebody was saying, "Well, I bet." I bet that it already exists. I bet that fic is, exists. And I was like, there is no way that fic exists. And so we searched and we were unable to find that fic. Although we did find a Star Trek West Wing crossover, it did not have a romance between those characters, uh, which is what we had specified we were looking for. And so the the bet was for $5. But then she said, instead of $5, I'll write you a fanfic about whatever you want. So she said, pick two characters and a topic. I picked C-3PO and Luna, and the topic was Deadpool comics. And uh, she promised me she'd write it, and she has not. Interesting. That's certainly a work for it. I mean, oh, Chris. It's interesting. We'll leave it at that. You'll read it. You know you will. Oh, I might mm, read it. I'll read it. I'm good. No, I'll read it. I'm good. What else we got, Jordan? Our good friend Siobhan, our good friend Siobhan uh, sent us a screen cap of the final uh, positioning of, of Usagi in, uh, in her heart attack. Uh, attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. And say, it says, uh, what happens after Usagi finishes this attack? Can she hover? Does she just fall over? What do you think? I feel like I've seen this before. Only, and it, it's weird, but let's see. She's technically legs out, knees bent. Here, I'll, think, I'll give you the. Uh, I'll put it in the, in the yeah. chat so you can see it. I want to say she's doing a slight hover. Oh yeah, she just stands back up. <laughs> just because. Well, so, do you think she's kneeling? See, my assumption was that like we're seeing this in like swirling fantasy world, but in real life, she's just kneeling on the ground, right? Well, yeah, because we've seen when we saw um, Chibi Moon doing Pink Sugar Heart Attack, she's in the same pose, and Usagi was literally like holding her up by the waist. Oh. Right. So I think she's I think she's on the ground. I think she's she's based on that right leg mm-hmm. with the left leg providing her support. That's that's a tough pose. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough pose. She's been she's been doing her yoga. She's yeah. been doing her DDP yoga. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think she's really like doing anything except standing right back up. <laughs> <laughs> Levi P. Tompkins asks, which Sailor Scout would you be most likely to hire as an assistant editor? Um, I'm assuming we're talking about at Marvel. <laughs> that's a really good question i mean sadly not usagi for sure oh usagi's not gonna get it usagi's not gonna hit no. deadlines nor is she gonna be able to like correct spelling and punctuation look now i i know obviously there, there's an instinct to say ami because she's got things together but Again, I I don't think that she's creative, and I don't think she would do good on the like the more creative part of it. It's it pains me to say this, guys. It's Ray. No, it's Ray. It's, it's definitely Ray. Ray. Ray's Ray's the one who reads manga. Well, yes, it's not Ray's, just about Ray's the reading one who reads manga. manga and is smart. <laughs> right, like she again, she put together a talent show. Uh, one of the things I that is, is kind of surprising for editors at Marvel, uh, in my experience, the the most common like background is theater, uh, a lot of theater experience, because that actually does share a lot of similarities in that you're trying to get a bunch of people to work together on something on a deadline. And um, that is extremely unsurprising. It is. Uh, well, it's just, it's just not what people think about when they think of like, who makes comics? Well, theater people. Well, mm. but at any rate, I mean, yeah, remember Ray put together that whole talent show. Like she's good at that sort of thing. And as much as she's mean to Usagi, she would definitely be the one to hire for sure. Yeah, I would say, I, w- I would agree to that only because like you said, a- Amy doesn't really have that much of a, and I don't think she has that much imagination 
for 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 comic books and things like that. And yeah, I'm not hiring Osaki to do anything except maybe read it afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, who you like take to lunch and explain your idea to, and she's the focus group. <laughs> yeah, if anything, yeah, I can see that. Joe Z wants to ask, or well, he does ask, wants to know. Uh, wait, you guys record for five hours? What Patreon level gets me everything unedited? No, no Patreon level gets you everything <laughs> unedited because it would be terrible. I don't. It wouldn't don't be that problems. The people who get this question. Like people who do podcasts get this question all the time. Where it's like, yeah, just put everything up. Like, no. I know that. Um, <laughs> like they've talked about getting it on the Adventure Zone, where they like people want to hear like everything, like the actual game that they're not playing. It's like no, it's just like a bunch of it's a bunch of looking things up in a book and like rolling dice. Like it's not interesting at all. You're getting the best version of it. Yeah, mo- like most of the stuff. Yes, it is true that once in a while. Uh, we cut out things that are too risque for Chris or <laughs> or things that are uh, really off topic. But those tend to go into those that bonus reel. Beyond that, the stuff that's not in the bonus reel is really stuff of us going like, oh, Zencaster's not working. Can you hear me? Like, oh, what was that bang? Why is it crinkling? Jordan, you sound like a robot. Like, it's not interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, why, why is Aiden coming in here to yell at me about elephants? Oh, that's oh, no, probably going to make it into the show. That's happening. That They're has, hearing Jake, that. Jake, keep that in. Trust me, that's good. That's good to me. <laughs> you got to keep that in. Anything that you want to hear, we are most likely like putting on the the blooper reels or or the like bonus reels. Like I know I know that's what we do on Ajax. Like if an interview runs too long, like we'll cut it and put like a an extended version up on the Patreon. But we still like the the show is the best stuff, right? So you do yeah. not need to you do not need to worry about missing out on things. I promise you. I mean, I do understand it because I know. I mean, I, again, as a podcast listener, you feel like. You get to know the people on the podcast and you're like, oh, I want to hear more. If they're saying stuff, I want to hear it. Like they're my friends kind of, but it, it's not that interesting. I, I, like you're really not missing much. Yeah. Uh, I mean like Artley, you, you listen to the show. Yeah. And like, I, I would say like probably 90% of the people who have been on the show are listeners. Uh-huh. Right. Like, like yeah. I, I could probably name, I could probably name who's not a regular listener on, right. on, off the top of my head. It's not like you're it, like, You've been here doing the show. You know that you're not like missing a whole lot when you're not on the line with us. This, I mean, you're not missing a whole lot, but I can understand what they mean. Like some of the stuff, most of the stuff when Allison is on and the stuff that I know gets cut because Allison is raunchy <laughs> as hell and I love her. But that's the stuff I think they're looking for. Like when Allison comes back on the show, if she does and whatever she said to just really just go off the rails. And be like, what did she say? Yeah, right. But at the same time, Allison's on Xena business now, and Allison edits Xena business right. and cuts nothing out. That can't be true. I think that's what they're looking for. Well, the only—I mean, Allison just cuts out like she, she does. You know, she actually edits the show for like mm-hmm. the 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 rough patches, and she puts in like music cues and stuff. But she doesn't like content-wise. I don't think she's cut anything out that we've wow. talked about, and that's why Xena business is the adults-only business. Exactly. Show. All right, all right, Xena, yeah. Xena business listeners. That's the challenge that to get on the show and say something that they'll cut out. Like, no, so it's I, not. Well, Allison won't do it. I know she won't, and that's why we love her. All right, so that's that's enough. That's enough no, from no. Twitter. No, no, I got one more. I got one more. Okay, one quick one. It's a question for Artley. 
Me. Okay. Uh, Botch Spotman wants to know, question for guest. If Chris and Jordan were your parents, who would you hit up for money to buy more Sailor Moon stuff? Neither. I would get a job. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. okay. Yeah, dog. We work in comics. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess... Oh, man. This is a hard one. Because my mom... My mom let me buy almost any comic book out there, and she would kind of sit there and read it with me. She 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 bought me my Smile magazine uh, subscription. So oh, yeah. if I had to if I had to choose between the two, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I would say Jordan would probably be my mom because she probably let me buy anything. Chris would be my dad only because while he understands my love of comic books, he's just like why. Like, don't ask me for money to buy stuff that I know it's not going to be. <laughs> don't don't ask me to buy you anything. Just do it yourself. Grumpy old curmudgeon Chris. Yes. Even I were in Target last night and I saw, like, they had a, a wallet that was, like, uh, designed to look like a Game Boy. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is really cute. I'm like, this is really cute. But, like, you know, I have a grown-up wallet, so I don't need this. But yeah. if I was a child, I would love this. And it was like, yeah, like, if we had kids, you you would be so much better uh, because they'd be like, oh, I really love this Game Boy wallet. And you'd be like, yeah, me too. Let's get it. You can have it. And I was like, yes, until the kid liked something I didn't. Right. Like, until the kid was like, uh, like God, I like Johnny Test. Like, oh, that's, God, that's no. a thing that exists. So this kid was like, cause like, hey, I'm really into, like, I want these Johnny Test action figures. I'd be like, no. No, no we're getting you Batmans. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You'll be, you'll be projecting your own love of, uh, comics and such onto your children to be fair i would do the same thing yeah which is probably why it's for the best yeah but, uh i i am childless <laughs> uh anyway that's that's been our twitter break uh check out uh patreon.com sailor business if you want to support the show and keep us going and now back to the episode soundboard super as we come back we're back on a cruise ship. What? Uh, so if you're wondering what, we're, what episode we're going to be watching for Fantasy uh, 2018. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess this would be 2019 because we've already said I'm going to watch the uh, the the Loch Ness Monster vacation episode if oh. we get to do it again. We're on a cruise okay. ship where uh, Michiru is playing uh, the violin and we pan out through the dining room and who is listening... Tuxedo mask? Tuxedo Haruka. <gasps> yeah. It's supposed yeah, to be her extremely ruffled shirt in oh, her yeah. pirate shirt. Now, as you just pointed out, this is a middle school child. Yes, this is this is at <laughs> at oldest a 15-year-old. At the max. Wearing a tuxedo. Wearing a tuxedo alone on this cruise ship, enjoying a drink by herself. Wait, no, don't don't forget the part where she eavesdrops on the, the people at the next table who are going, oh, that's that's Mashiru. She's amazing at the violin. Yeah, she is. She must be really popular. No, she's not popular. She has, like, no friends. Oh, that's really effed up. <laughs> Quick question. Is that Mr. and Mrs. Kayo? Are those, like, how do they know this? <laughs> I don't know. Now, does the kind of eavesdropping if you say it loud enough for somebody else to hear? I because they weren't true. whispering. That is very true. I like how they call her in English a social failure. Yes, yes they do. I'm like, what? <laughs> Rude. 
And I like the fact that she's not bouncing a lemon on her violin this time either. Aw, no, that would have been way cooler. Right? <laughs> Having been on a cruise, like, uh-huh. that's, inter- like, I-, I can see that they would hire, like, a, a teen violin prodigy, but uh-huh. I would absolutely be way more into seeing someone do v- lemon juggling while violining. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so then uh, 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 Haruka leaves. Uh-huh. And Haruka walks down a stairwell and pauses because there's a giant painting of just the apocalypse. Of buildings being shattered, just like a tidal wave crushing a city. Now, I will say this. My experience on the cruise ship was that I did hear the song My Heart Will Go On four times. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god, that's terrible. They just like casually played it on the Muzak, and I'm like, y'all know what happens at the end, right? Right. Did you make it to the end of the movie to quit after the first hour? Just, uh, you just stop when when he finishes the drawing, man. Yeah, yeah, but I still don't. I still don't think they would put a photo, like a paint, uh, like. And this this is a painting that has got to be eight feet by six feet. Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah, it's no, huge. no. But in addition, listen. In addition to the content of this painting being highly inappropriate, it is enormous. We're about to learn. Mishiru painted it. So is this a Mishiru themed cruise. <laughs> I mean, she she does have art galleries, like she does have, you know, galleries that have her work and do like uh, shows on her work. So it wouldn't surprise me to just be like, we're gonna have all her work. Here's my question, and I'm gonna check the Sailor Moon wiki on this. Ooh. Do her parents own the cruise line? Oh, interesting. Because like she's she's Neptune, so she's watery. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of make sense, but like. I don't know. I don't even think... Look, I think this is one of those... Mashiru has no known relatives. Right, exactly. This is what... In same for, unless you go by the English version that she has one. But well, there right. are no... <laughs> there are no known adults on the Outer Senshi. See, so I always thought that um, the Outer Senshi were kind of like essentially the Power Rangers where you have 20-plus-year-olds playing 15-year-olds, which would explain how they're a little bit older... And, you know, that kind of deal. That's why I'm like, I don't think either one of them is 15 or 16 years old. These kids, these girls got to be at least 18 or 19 playing junior high school and high schoolers. Wait, you think they're undercover? Uh, so what did you guys do for her birthday uh, last week, by the way? Oh, uh, uh, I, I would say I went swimming, but I'd be lying. Ate a lemon. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I used the picture of her as my background for my phone. <laughs> there you oh, go. there you go. There's no information about whether her family owns the cruise line. There is information about how she owns a helicopter. Well, to be fair, really? all of them do. The the outer sense, all do. What? Well, oh. I guess we'll get there. I guess we'll get there. Only if you read the manga. Aww. You gotta read the manga, guys. Come on. Keep up with me. Killing me, guys. So, yeah. No idea why this... I do like the idea that it's, that it's Michiru 2C. Uh, and it's just a Michiru-themed cruise. Yes. Yeah. Michiru's on her podcast being like, hey, everybody, spots are open on the Michi cruise. On the Michi cruise. <laughs> Listen, because again, uh, Haruka is good at every sport, and Michiru is good at every artistic endeavor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure she's got lots of fans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, we didn't mention the part where when, when Michiru met Haruka for the first time, Michiru was like, all the girls in school are crazy about you. 
yeah, I know girls who are obsessed with you. <laughs> right. That's what she says. Exactly. You know, like 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 a normal person would say. <laughs> like a normal like a normal cool thing to say to someone. Would you not say that uh, to somebody? <laughs> So okay, so there's this giant post uh, painting of destruction, of a of a of a uh, uh, what's it called? A um the the apocalypse for lack of a better term. No, but it's a uh, uh, the giant wave is a um, oh tsunami. tsunami tsunami yeah destroying the city and then all of a sudden Mashir is there s- sitting on the ground. Yeah. Okay, this is, this shit's wild. Right? Uh, Haruka is watching Michiru perform on stage. Gets up from her table, walks out of the room and down a hallway, and Michiru is there in the stairwell. How did she do that? Can she teleport too? Does she have sailor? <laughs> can she use sailor teleport when she's not actually a sailor? Who knows? Good question. Who knows? So she's sitting on the on the stairwell, going, "Oh, thank you for coming." <laughs> this is this is where she says there's a lot of girls at my school who are obsessed with you. Oh, is this where it they is? Like okay. Go for a ride in your car by the sea. Oh my! Uh, and she like flips her hair like like Michiru is like working like working some some game here. Mm-hmm. And then and Haruka's just like mm, yeah. So uh, you painted the apocalypse, huh? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right, exactly. So nonplus. No, Chris, Chris, you will be very keen. Here uh, now in the version of the dub where they're talking about how they've grown apart as cousins because uh, uh-huh. Haruka's being distant and doesn't want to embrace her destiny. Har- Haruka, looking at this painting, says to Michelle, uh, Amara says to Michelle, "Riddle me this, Batman. How can you paint <laughs> such bleak pictures when you're always Miss Blue Skies? Miss Blue Skies? Yep. Oh God, why is the dub so good? <laughs> so good. Uh, riddle me this, Moon Mama." <laughs> Oh, so good. So, that, but like we talk about the dub, her line in the, the original Japanese version is even more wild because she said, "Yeah, I'm going to be a race car driver. My memories of my past life and the apocalypse are no concern of mine." <laughs> like, Whoa! <laughs> you are saying, you are saying bonkers things right now, Haruka. And Mitro is getting legitimately angry as she's saying this. She's like, "How dare you? You think I wanted to do this too?" I wanted to be a violinist. I wanted to be an artist. Like, I don't want to worry about having to save the world. I wanted to be normal like, like you. Why do you think I have to do this alone? It's kind of like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Yeah, she specifically says, I don't want to do outrageous things like saving the world from destruction. Right. Like, <laughs> I love that Mishira was like, yeah, you think I don't know this is weird? <laughs> yeah, I watched the show. It's crazy. Which is why I think they're not really in high school or... Junior high, I think they have a little bit more of adult perspective on this because they are over the age of eighteen or have to be. But they specifically mm-hmm. said they were. She was in middle school. Like, you think she's undercover? Right. But, mm, mm, dang it! I can't say anymore. Dang it. Okay, we'll, we'll catch up with it. So the next day, fifteen-year-old Haruka Tano is going to race in a professional ah, auto yes. race. Okay. She's a junior racer. That's why. She's a junior racer. The first. So she uh, is walking around in what definitely appears to be her Marlboro uh, outfit. Yes. Yeah, I wrote that. She is sponsored yeah. by Marlboro. Yeah. She's shown up as. And she finds a kid in her garage who is turning into a monster. But I don't think it's clear that he's like a, he's not like a diamond. He's just no. being turned into a monster as a kid. No, this is, this is because it's a different situation. It's a totally, mm-hmm. it's just like, why is this kid a monster? I, it's sort of like um, 
Well, you know, like you were mentioning those other episodes where it's there's other stuff that has nothing to do with the main plots. Right. Apparently, that's what they fought before they found out about the diamonds and the hearts. Well, I noticed that he's wearing the uniform of the high school that they go to. Right. Because when Mithru first shows up, she's wearing a, a middle school uniform. She's wearing a like a pale blue and white sailor uniform. Right. Um, but this kid is wearing the green plaid pants that we're going to see from... Uh, what is it? Mugen? Mugen Gakuen. Mugen Gakuen? Either that or when they defeat him, they take the pants as a trophy. Or Infinity High School if you want to go, if you want to do the English one. Infinity. Oh, Infinity. Yeah, that's what Mugen means. Infinity High School. That does explain why that uh, fighting game that you can just add whatever character you want to (laughs) is called uh, Mugen. Mugen. Yeah. I do love that uh, Haruka's first response is to pick up a fucking tire iron and try and beat this monster to death. Mm-hmm. But she stops because she knows there's a kid in there. And she doesn't want to murder the kid with a tire iron. Right. Oh, she's changed so much. Uncharacteristic yep. for uh, Haruka Tenno. Uh, so then, who should arrive? Actually, you're skipping the part because as the yeah. monster's about to attack, what shows up in between the two? The transformation wand that did not come out of the cat's butthole. Oh, yeah, it just appears. <laughs> right. I forgot that. It just appears out of nowhere, like it just spinning in place in the air. Right. And uh, she goes to pick it up, and then Sailor Neptune appears and goes, don't touch that. Now or, you can, now technically you're going to like, If you yeah. touch it, you're going to be a Sailor Scout. That's your life from now on. Exactly. And this is, and after that happens, this is, where, this is the part where we get kind of like one half of probably one of my favorite scenes in this episode, but... You know, you know, uh, Mitru standing over to the side and tells her, leave it alone. You know, if you touch it, your life will never be the same. And she transforms. Yeah. So I guess it's it's worth noting it's not Sailor Neptune who shows up. It is Michiru uh, Kayo. And then mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about what does the transformation sequence look like from the outside. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and we just see you know, this flash of light, this kind of sphere of light envelop her, and then it goes away. And she is Sailor Neptune. Right. And looks to be about a foot taller. Yeah, she does. I think it's the heels. I don't know if that's just the difference in her, like, if I'm judging her height by the length of her skirt. But she does look a lot taller after she transforms. It's the heels. Could be the heels. It's the heels. So this giant glob monster, uh, like, shows up and she uh, she does deep submerge on it and destroys the monster. And then Haruka's like, hey... That thing was a kid a second ago. Like, are you okay with having destroyed it? She's like, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. But yes, I'm also totally okay with it if I have to kill kids. I really Ridiculous. like this scene because it actually shows that Mitru is the one who really just gave no fucks when it came to how the monsters are defeated as long as they were defeated. It's really, and then later on, you see the dynamic change to. Africa really you know projecting that look this is something we have to do do you think they're like anyone else is going to go to these extremes when it comes to defeating the monster right well I I really like this too because it means that like this is how Haruka learned to fight monsters yes if you just destroy them it's like hey you're the one who told me we had to destroy these and now you're going to go soft on me right (laughs) but the kid's okay kid's okay it's important to mention. Sailor Neptune gets uh, scratched up a little bit. Right. And then uh, and then Haruka's like, hey, you okay? <laughs> or do you, do you want to do, do, you want to do her American voice? Is she like, hey, are you all right? Oh, God. I really hate her a monotone American voice. It angers the crap out of me, and I don't like it. <laughs> I won't do it. 
How are you trying to protect me? Because I, I knew you'd never be able to come back. What? That's, that was Michelle. That's not Nell. No. <laughs> and then much like, you know, much like uh, the whole, Ami, we're going to help you save the world and fulfill your dreams. Haruka goes, hey, don't hurt your hands. Or you're never going to be a, a violinist. Right. And you're never going to get out of the cruise ship circuit. She goes, <laughs> she goes, uh, Neptune goes, hey, I didn't just, you know, I didn't just like do research on you because you're uh, destined to be a guardian. I uh, I know who you are, and those girls at my school who are obsessed with you, that's actually me. Yeah, it's, it's I'm the one who wants to go for a drive. Right. It's really cute. And I kind of like how she's, like, really vulnerable about this. She's like, crap, I have to actually tell her that it wasn't just because you are the other scout to, who's going to help me with this. This is somebody who I really admire and love, and I want to be near you at all times. It just happens the fact that we get to have the same destiny together. Yeah, I really actually like it. It's like it's a good little origin for for these two. Yeah, and she even goes like, "Hey, I wasn't gonna tell you this, but we like I did just get like cut up by a monster, so right. things are a little intense right now." Right, exactly. And then it flashes forward to her picking up the the, the wand and. Yeah, remember when this was about a hurdle monster? Yeah. Right. It right. feels like it's been like four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Then we get it for real, guys. The really yes. cool part. Yes, this is my favorite. Like, I, I know I say mm-hmm. rotten things about Uranus and Neptune because they're jerks a lot. Yeah. But their transformation is great, and their transformation song rules. Fun fact, their yes. transformation song, I made it into a ringtone. And it's, it's nice. one of my favorites. Between theirs and Sailor Saturn's, yes, those two are my ringtones, and I don't and I love them. It reminds me of the the Angel theme song a little bit. Yeah, I really like their uh, transformation sequences, but mm-hmm. I do think it's it's like really clear that these are the uh, sixth and seventh scouts mm-hmm. because they do they go by real quick. Yeah. Well, yeah they they want to get both of them in one thing mm-hmm. real fast. <laughs> that should be a ukulele cover. Yeah, I could try to do that. Maybe I will. I think I think that what I really like most about their transformation sequences is I remember as a kid trying to emulate them because of like the, how simple they were. It's literally Hadaka taking it, spinning around, and her hands having the uh, across her chest, and then Mitru does the same thing with a little bit of a hunch. But hers are raised up in the air, and the elements just kind of envelop them. I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is what I this is what I waited for. If you remember, the scouts were all tied up by a white line. Yes. So all of a sudden, Sailor Neptune just jumps in and karate chops through it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like again, not her power. She just does a badass karate chop Wait, through it. Did we talk about how they don't get the they, they don't get like the the manicures that the other scouts get? They get lipstick. Oh no, no, oh, that's a good yeah, point. That's right. Yeah, they get like sparkles moving across their lips as they get uh they get lip gloss. Their lip gloss is popping. Oh, in, uh, in the transformation sequence. That's right, they do. That's weird. The makeup has moved on. Yeah. Yeah, and it's at the end of their transformation sequence too. So I think our I think our our theory about the scouts getting uh, uh, cheap manicures. Uh-huh. I think I think whoever runs the scouts uh, had to step in and be like, "Okay, you're still getting makeup, but it's gonna be the last thing. Mm-hmm. It's just lipstick because you're wearing gloves anyway." As soon, exactly. I was gonna say, like, as soon as you think about their manicure thing, it makes no sense. They have gloves. Why are they getting manicures? Right. Exactly. 
So they jump into the fight. The other scouts uh, are freed and they start fighting. Uh, we get burning a mandala, which uh, uh, Hurdle runs away from. Mm-hmm. But as Hurdle is running, it turns out that Haruka, who is as fast as the wind, is even faster than Hurdle. And somehow mm-hmm. just catches up and basically puts her in like an arm lock. It's like, you are not going anywhere. And she gets she gets her in the full Nelson, holds yeah. her there for deep submerge. Yep. Uh, Usagi thinks that she's going to... Or, or, She's going to be uh, uh, hit by it, but she is too fast. Mm-hmm. Too fast for Deep Submerge, which is my other favorite Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> too fast for Deep Submerge. I knew this was going to happen. Because of last episode, I was I was half convinced that they were going to kill the monster without Sailor Moon. Um, I thought they were, too. I did, yeah. too, honestly. I'm kind of surprised they didn't. Because Sailor Moon is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100% of the time. <laughs> So deep submerge sets her up. Moon spiral heart attack takes hurdle out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and here, like, and I was watching this, and like you, Jordan, I didn't remember seeing anything inside the oven. So I was like, okay, what's with all that this monster has going on? What is going to be her? Uh, what what was she? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, she was a shoe, right? Because she's like thirty percent shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. Think. She is uh, three pieces of wood. She is an actual hurdle. <laughs> so dumb. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to make a Minako reference when you said that. Minako's <laughs> <laughs> only one block of wood. Okay. She doesn't even have, she's not even the interesting part. Okay. Minako might be 30% shoe, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Haruka Michiro or, or Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus are like, eh, it's just pure heart. It's not a talisman. And they chuck it back into Elsa's chest and walk away slowly. And I like the fact at the end, they were like, ugh, we might not like them, but damn it, they're good. <laughs> and then uh, we find out that uh, Haruka did, in fact, pose for Michiru uh, wearing only a gossamer uh, shroud. It's not a shroud. It's like a scarf, kind of. It's like it, it's like she is she is in a, a yeah, it's like wrapped in a scarf, yeah. a single long scarf. That's all in it. And then they drive away in, in Haruka's car, riding along the sea. Yep. And then uh, Michelle says, or Amara says, or, which one says it? Which one offers the, to get the other one? Oh, no, it's shake. Haruka. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, is that, is that what happens? Because that's not what happens in the dub. No. Yeah. In the, in the old dub, she's like, let's go get a milkshake. And uh, Michelle's like, nobody ever said being a Sailor Scout doesn't means you don't get sweets or something oh, like that. God. It's like, what? No, nobody definitely ever said that. Not at all. <laughs> uh, in the new version of the subtitles, mm-hmm. uh, what Michiru said, or what Haruka says to Michiru is, hey, let's keep going. I'm not going to let you go home tonight. And that's exactly what she says in the, in the sub. <laughs> Yeah, and Michiru goes, oh my. Like, and oh. so those two go off to bang. <laughs> they take that car straight to the bone zone. No, Wait, hang on. Do they not live together? Uh, No, because if I think this is before... No, it had to be afterwards. Oh, crap. You know what? I don't know the time zone. I either. just assumed they have an apartment together. Well, they do. They, 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 okay. do, live to, they do live together. I just don't know... Yeah. If this scene is playing out after uh, the fight that they just had, or if this is the scene from the flashback, I'm assuming no, it's the one after, after the, the fight. fight. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this is after the fight because they're in their uh, uh, Mugen Academy. That's uniforms. true. There you go. Yeah. yeah, and that's the whole episode. That's it, everybody. 
as always, I feel like we learned a lot. So it's time for Sailor Businesses, where we talk about what we learned from this episode. Artley, what did you learn? I learned I have to use that spider stretch technique a lot more often. I would recommend <laughs> that you don't. <laughs> hey, look, man, if it gets me a seat on the subway, I'm going to use it. <laughs> Jordan, what did you learn? Oh, jeez. I learned that it's entirely possible to be the absolute best of all time at a sport and not give a flying fuck. How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned that you can uh, shoot a monster with lasers or burn it to death or strike it with lightning or hit it with a truck-sized rock heart uh, or shake it with the power of an earthquake that explodes in fire or submerge it underwater. And that's fine. Just don't hit them with a tire iron or somebody could get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I like this episode, and it's nice to uh, it's nice to get an origin story for these two. Uh, they, you know, they they show up and they're such jerks. Yep. That they slowly evolve into characters that I think we really kind of like. Uh, but it's nice to see that happening with some forward progression and getting some context for them that I that I really do like. Yeah, I think I, I like okay. this episode mostly because it does give, like you said, it gives you the background to uh, Uranus and Neptune that they actually did not get in the manga. So. It's actually a lot, it's, it's more of a closure thing. Um, I also do, again, I love, I love their transformation sequences, like the full version of their transformation sequences, as well as the theme song that goes behind it. So, and the fact that this is the episode where they kind of debut it makes it one of my favorites of the season. It's a great song. It, it's, yeah. They play another violin-y song when they make their attacks. Mm-hmm. And when when I heard that one, I was like, this isn't the one I like. Why Why isn't this the really awesome song? And so when this came on, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the great one. Yeah. It was so exciting. And uh, yeah, this is a fun episode. I mean, again, <laughs> it doesn't really convince me that uh, they're not jerks because they're still kind of jerks. Oh, yeah, they're definitely jerks. They're just jerks with a mission. Sure. And especially, again, even in the past, the fact that the fact that Haruka is just like, casually kicking everyone's ass at every sport and going, yeah, like I was just bored. And so I figured I would win first place in everything. (sighs) (laughs) Like the fact that she's so nonchalant about it, she was just like, yeah, I just wanted to do something because I know that I'm better. Like I'm doing it to escape my destiny, not because I care about winning or any kind of notoriety. Like, well, what the fuck? Don't do it. Cause people are working their ass off to get there. Yeah, let Elsa Gray win. She's she she has actual human abilities instead of uh, uh, you know space princess abilities. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I like it. I like them. <laughs> it's good. I like that they. I like that they end this episode by going for a drive and then definitely like going to make out. Yeah, uh, make out all night long. Whew, and and then make out a little longer. Uh, uh, down by the canal. <laughs> Down by the canal. That hot love spot. That, that's where uh, she took her, yeah. Ew. <laughs> Kids, don't take your don't take your dates by the canal. We just gotta watch out for that Subaru outback. Ugh. Oh god. So you know, we, we learned we and also I guess uh, I should have said this in the last segment, we also learned a lot about elephants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we no, did. Yeah. 
very educational podcast we have here very much uh so that does it for episode 106 uh before we get out of here artley can you tell everyone where they can find you online i am all i'm primarily on twitter i am at the only artley artley spelled a-r-t-l-e-e um i also have a blog called world of television television spelled t-e-l-l-e-e-v-i-s-o-n at television.wordpress.com where I write about cartoons, uh, new and old, and anything else that may interest me. So check it out there. It's, it's a good time. I'm also on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. The podcast is on Twitter at Sailor Business where you can send us your listener questions. And our producer, Jake Mason, is at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, he will also talk about his other podcasts like, for example... The Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and the Cool Kids Table. And what about you, Chris? Uh, people can find me on Twitter as the ISB. That's T H E I S B. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to the isb.com. That'll have links to everything that I write online, including uh, the columns that I write, the podcasts that I do, uh, like Xena Warrior Business, like Warwick and Ajax, like Movie Fighters. And uh, it'll have links to comics that I've written that you can buy. Uh, like X-Men 92 or the upcoming Deadpool graphic novel, Bad Blood, uh, co-written with Chad Bowers and uh, co-plotted with Rob Liefeld, scripted by me and Chad, drawn by the Rob, 100 new pages. That's out on May 17th. Uh, pick it up. It would be super swell of you if you did. Uh, also, there's a new-ish uh, Monsters Unleashed one-shot with the Guardians of the Galaxy that I also wrote. And you can find links to all that stuff uh, that you can get on Comixology or check out your local store or Amazon.com at the-isb.com. You can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. Email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts on uh, on stuff that we've talked about. If you have any suggestions on stuff that you'd like to see a mini-episode about, uh, leave those at the Patreon if you're a Patreon backer. And if you'd like to become a Patreon backer, head over to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. That supports this show and Xena Warrior Business and also helps uh, the mini-episodes come along. Helps us... Uh, pay jake for the considerable amount of time that he spends uh on this on this show and this nightmare that we send him every couple weeks uh to edit let's see anything else jordan am i forgetting anything am i forgetting anywhere oh yeah hey hey ratings and reviews on itunes believe it or not they actually do help people find the show if you have a friend who likes sailor moon uh and they haven't listened to sailor business yet there's a hundred and six episodes plus other stuff uh, that they can get into right now, which would be super great. So I think that does it. That's all for episode 106 of Sailor Business. Be here next time when we're watching episode 107 of Sailor Moon S. Art is an explosion of love. Chibiusa's first love. She's back! Uh, and until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Well, riddle me this, Batman. How can you paint such bleak pictures when you always miss blue skies? And why do you always paint water? It's like you're obsessed with it.